0: Because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host Chris Sheridan and I want you to join with me on a journey into our inner lives, our thoughts, our feelings, our memories, everything that we have inside that helps determine how we interact with and respond to the outside world and if we can utilize these tools of consciousness in such a way that we can have a better experience internally externally in our total life okay well in our total life we are bombarded with all kinds of things coming our way from outside from within sometimes it can be frustrating and quite honestly Sometimes we can get angry. So that's what I want to talk about on this episode is anger, what it is and what to do about it, and maybe how we can conquer this really frustrating and destructive emotion. Okay. Now it can be, let me make a distinction there. When I saw the Dalai Lama speak years and years ago, he actually focused on that. That was the nature of his talk was anger. It was a major theme and he said that anger is the very first thing we do when we're born it's the very first emotion that we experience and that's a good thing the way he described that is once being born the baby's crying is angry because they want food okay so it's this journey (laughs) from the birth canal to the breast to suckle so you can get this nourishment because you were just pulled out of your environment and now you're in this new environment and it's all crazy. And it's an aggressive in the sense that you need it for survival. So yes, there's going to be this clawing and grasping and trying to get to where you're being nourished. So that's a very, in a way, a very loving thing, but there has to be this, I guess it's a version of anger. Okay anger being you're frustrated with the situation, and to quell the anger, to satisfy the need by feeding, then the anger goes away. But if you weren't angry in the sense of being motivated, angry with a condition, wanting a different condition, and using that anger as a way to propel you into action, right action, to solve the problem, then you're not angry anymore, okay? But he went on to say where anger turns into hatred, okay? That's a very different thing, and it can, and it can be a slippery slope. So anger, as defined by Mr. Manley P. Hall, goes like this, he calls it an intense emotion caused by real or imaginary injury or insult, okay? real or imaginary, we can become very, very angry about things we don't really know much about. Okay, we can read a story in the paper or see a thing on the news, and we can get very mad and angry at a group of people, at a particular politician, or somebody else that did something that is perceived to cause injury or insult to us, all right? And since we're so immersed in media and images and stories and news and gossip and all kinds of things at such an intense rate these days, it's fairly easy, I would think, to get angry because we're exposed to so many things and some of them are not good things, and it's easy to get angry at them. Okay, But usually that anger, according to this definition comes from a response to what is perceived as something that can harm us, whether it's our reputation or our character in the form of an insult or ridicule, or if it's bodily harm that can actually make us sick or injure our being in some way. Okay. And, you know, that should make you angry. Okay. There can be something really good about this emotion of anger. If you see an injustice and you're indifferent and you go, well, yeah, whatever, that's just somebody doing something horrible to a harmless pet Um, and you don't get angry, well, that shows maybe you don't care or again, this indifference, okay? But if you get angry and you're just mad at the person and you hate them and you hate people like that whether you heard about this story or not, it's not really harming you, but it goes against what you believe. It goes against a value. Okay. It's a violation of human or animal rights. Okay. Especially something or someone that's helpless or relatively helpless in that situation that shows that you care in a way. And like the Dalai Lama said, if you can use that anger to motivate you into action, actually really do something about it, then that's a really positive use of anger, okay? If you don't like where you are in your life right now on any level, if it's relationship, if it's finance, if it's career, really anything, your physical fitness, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, what the heck, I don't care. uh, You're probably not going to do anything about it, okay? But if you get a little mad and get a little angry at the situation, maybe a little mad at yourself, not a whole lot, don't beat yourself up too much, but just enough to go, hey, wait a minute, what am I thinking? What am I doing here? Okay. Am I smarter than this? Am I better than this? Can I do better than I have been doing? Okay. That's enough to get you kickstarted into doing something, taking positive Remedy or some sort of action that's going to fix or solve or improve your condition. Okay, so it's good to get fired up as long as that fired upness turns into positive, direct action that'll really do something to help solve this problem. Now, you may not solve it immediately, but you can at least get on the track and maybe connect in with that anger again. Okay. If you are trying to improve your physical fitness, say your stamina and going throughout the day, you're winded, <laughs> doing something like grocery shopping, okay, it means you're probably out of shape. And that should or could anyway make you feel angry or frustrated a little bit. Now you're going to get frustrated and angry and just pout or are you are going to go, you know what, I don't like that. I don't want to climb a flight of stairs and be all winded. You know, I would like to be doing better than that. Yeah, that kind of makes me angry. And what am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start walking every day. And until I can build up, maybe I'll even start jogging, the little weight training, anything and everything you can do to increase your strength and stamina so that you can climb that flight of stairs and not be all winded okay, then you won't be angry about it, okay? But if you start slacking in your cure or your remedy or this plan that you have to get stronger, to gain more stamina, and you slack off, and you could go, wait a minute, okay? You can get angry again. Here I go again. I'm just slacking. I'm back to my old ways. Now use that as a Kickstarter. Get that motivating force happening, Okay, that's a real good use of anger, and I guess maybe I can put that in quotes, but it's a style of anger that doesn't go too far, does not turn into hatred, because if you do that, then you're cynical, then you think, all dogs are like the dog that bit me, or all these people are just crazy, or this side of the political spectrum has it all wrong, and they're all horrible people and they shouldn't be allowed in Congress or whatever it is. And a lot of times we can get angry to the point of hatred about things that either don't affect us personally, like directly, or something that we can't really personally or directly do something about, okay? And in that case, you can maybe be angry about something happening over here and you may not be able to fix or solve that but there's something over here that you can you can do something about you can solve something so you can have a solutional power you can have this motivating force and you can have this direct effect in helping to fix solve or improve something okay so maybe like paying something forward maybe you can Pay this anger forward to something that can actually be functional and you can actually do something in the world to help change that or in your own world to help improve that. Now, a lot of times, though, when we get angry, it usually has something or it can have something to do with somebody else. Okay. And this is either something somebody else is doing that you don't like Uh, and it could be something that somebody else is doing to you (laughs) that you don't like or don't appreciate, okay? And a lot of times when we see somebody doing something, we go, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Look at what they're doing. Isn't that terrible? Or how could they? A lot of times it takes one to know one, all right? So there might be some kernel of that in your life that you need to improve. And even if this person who's doing this bad thing out there is doing it 10 times worse than you or 100 times or a 1,000 times worse, you still have that one kernel of, yeah, I'm a little bit like that too. And then you can set to work on that. Because maybe this anger really is just a misplaced or misinterpreted reminder, okay? Maybe it's getting your attention. Going like, well, why does this bother me so much? especially if it's something a little abstract or a little bit outside of your immediate circle of either being potentially harmed or potentially being able to solve. What you're doing is reminding yourself of maybe something that you need to do in your life. Okay, If there's injustice in the world, maybe there's a way you can help bring justice to something that you can. If you can't, fight city hall or change the people in congress or the military or the budget or whatever's going on out there and you seem to be at the mercy of it and it still seems wrong and you're angry about it direct that towards something where you do have agency where you do have power where you can improve the sidewalks in your neighborhood okay if you can rally to get a school crossing Uh, down the street, a crossing guard or an extra stop sign during school hours. You know, that's something that can improve the lives of you and the lives around you. And it's something you can really do something about and have that satisfaction. Okay. So you might not be able to improve a situation over here, but right there, there could be something you really could do. So this anger, especially towards the things we can't do too much to change is really a distraction, but you can get wrapped up in it, okay? It can kind of suck you in. And then you're angry about this, and you're angry about that. And if you see some horrible news story, well, chances are the next news story is going to be equally bad and make you equally mad. Because the really frustrating thing is, is when you get mad at something, or you're mad about something, but you also at the same time don't have the ability or the power to change or to improve it, then you really feel helpless and that can also make you feel even more angry. Okay? I might be speaking about myself right now, of course, spoiler alert, you know, a lot of what I talk about when I'm talking about, oh, somebody might do something. Well, a lot of times I'm talking about myself because I am prone to any and every failing or, you know, shortcoming (laughs) that anybody else can. You know, it's just that I've been able to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of study over the years towards the inner life, and our consciousness, and I've just been fascinated with the mind, the human mind, and what our capacities are. What can we really do about it? And again, by mind, I'm not just talking about thinking thoughts. I'm talking about the entire landscape of our inner life, which certainly includes emotions and feelings. As a matter of fact... That's probably the larger half of everything the head and the heart. Okay, because you can have all the greatest ideas and you can have all the knowledge, and I know what to do. And something inside emotionally can either propel you and drive you beyond the pain or the weakness or insecurity or whatever it is you're feeling, and you can. this motivation and determination, you can break through almost any obstacle. Or you can have feelings of futility and what the heck, you know, what what does it matter anyway, then you're cynical, and you can stop yourself, prevent yourself from doing good things for other people, and actually even doing good things for yourself, okay? So that's the inner workings of the mind and the feelings. So it's the feeling that really catalyzes, okay, that powers the thinking thought, okay? Just like in music, you know, a musician can play an instrument and be technically proficient and hit the notes and know all the scales and do everything precisely. But if there's no feeling to it, you know, if there's no... That visceral, kind of hard to put your finger on, kind of hard to describe, although you know when it's not there and you do know when it is there. Without that, then it's just it's just the notes, okay? And you might dazzle some people with a bunch of notes, but you're really not going to make someone cry or sing or dance with joy uh, if your music is just very technical and very mechanical. All right, so we have to have both. And luckily, I guess, anger is a very powerful force, okay? When used for survival, when used for motivation to take action, action in a positive direction, okay, in a way that can be solutional, can be helpful, that's the right kind of anger. That's the right use of anger. Now, a lot of times, though, the anger really that we feel has to do with ourselves. Okay, it's very easy to see somebody else doing something wrong and say, look at what they're doing. <laughs> Can you believe that? When deep down inside we know, yeah, that's an area where I need to improve. Okay, I think there's even a psalm or a line uh, in scripture that has something to do with that that I shouldn't um, worry about the speck that's in your eye when I have this beam that's in mine, okay? So a little tiny particle in somebody else's eye, you can go, hey, look, see that? Look, can you believe what they're doing? That's, oh my gosh. And meanwhile, (laughs) you're the poster child for whatever it is they're doing, and you're not looking at yourself, okay? Like I said, even if it seems like you're just not as bad, you're one-tenth, one-one-hundredth of a violator, that this other person who's obviously and clearly doing something wrong work on your own side of the street, okay? Clean up, clear up that own, and own it. Own your own shadow. Own your own aspects that make you angry, okay? It does take one to know one, And that's this mirror of the other, and that's a real gift. If you see something and experience something that somebody else is doing, and it makes you angry, find what that is in you, okay? Just like you would with a good quality. If you admire somebody and you say, wow, look at what they're doing. That's just great. I really love the way this person thinks. I like the way they put things into words, Uh, or they have such integrity. You know, they stand behind their word. They do what they say, they say what they do. And that's something you admire. Well, it's probably a quality you also have in yourself. Okay? That's this mirror of the other. And I'll probably do a podcast on that alone because that can be a great way of finding out where we are and what's going on and maybe what it is that we need to do because we can't really see ourselves that way. That's why. It's the mirror of the other. And if this anger that we feel towards an institution, another person is something that really is going on in us, then turn it around. Don't turn the anger inward like you get mad at yourself or you're going to beat yourself up, but you can't let yourself off the hook either. Okay. Hold yourself to it. Say, ah, ah uh, ah uh, uh. It's like when a child tries to run out into the street. Okay. Maybe they're chasing after a ball. And you go, no, and you yell, and you grab them by the arm, and you yank them back to the safety of the sidewalk. Uh, and we think, wow, well, that's really angry. That's really rude. No, it's not. It's a very loving, caring thing to do. But it needs that intense, seemingly angry, uh, seemingly harsh kind of a response. But it needs it. It needs that power. It needs that force. Okay? So use that force on yourself. Say, I'm angry at myself. Don't displace it and look at somebody else who's doing it worse than you. And in a relativistic kind of a way, you're not so bad. No, if it's bad enough for you, then do something about it. Turn the mirror back in and say, yeah, I've got that too. If it's you're in a relationship and somebody's not paying attention to you or the right kind of maybe attention or response that you're hoping to get out of them and you can say, gosh, well, that's that's really too bad. I wish they would treat me a little bit more like the way I want to be treated. Ask yourself, am I treating myself fully that way? Okay. Am I listening to what I have to say? Am I responding to what's important to me? Am I honoring my soul's longing? If somebody else isn't giving you that respect or that attention, or maybe taking you that seriously, it may very well mean that you're not doing that in yourself. Okay. So this anger is just a way of seeing something through somebody else, your interactions with other people, because that's what we do. Seeing something that needs to be worked on needs to be improved in your own life. Okay. And there are things that need to be improved. There's lots of things. As a matter of fact, we probably don't have to look too far, too hard or too deep to find out what that is and let it make you a little bit angry. Say no, this I will not accept. I'm going to do something about that and do it and let me know how you feel and what your thoughts are on anger and being angry and where we can use that as motivation and not let it turn into hatred and not displace it out there. Look at it as a way of seeing inside what we need to do, what you can do, what I can do to improve the things that I need to do in my own life. And we'll see you again next time here on Living the Inner Life.